Welcome to Becoming Limitless. This is the podcast for entrepreneurs who want to optimize their brain and their body with biohacking. I'm going to teach you how to eliminate brain fog and upgrade your health so you can have more productivity, energy, and growth in your business. I'm your host, Tanessa Shears. Let's jump in. Welcome back to the Becoming Limitless podcast. I want to start this episode off a little differently today. We're going to do a quick check-in with you. So whether you're driving or you're on a walk or you know, you're listening while you're doing your laundry, I just want you to check in with yourself right now. How are you feeling? And where in your body are you feeling tension right now. I love doing this really quick body scan. I've been doing it more and more lately, just, you know, between client calls, while I'm driving, even while I'm watching TV. And I like to check in and ask myself, how does my jaw feel right now? Is it tense? Can I let it go? How does my forehead feel? How does my neck and my shoulders feel and my tummy and my back and my glutes and my legs and my feet So I just want to check in right now and see where you're holding tension in your body while you're listening to this right now. And I want to see, can you just take a big breath and release it and just relax. Doing those like 10 to 20 second body scan check-ins has really helped me make sure I'm staying connected and focused and present and not letting the day get away with me too much. So this is something that you can easily implement during your day, but I wanted to just check in with you and start this episode off on the right note. So today we're going to be talking all about happiness triggers. And that's exactly why I started this episode with a check in with you because there's a lot going on in the world right now. So what I want to do is talk about biohacking our emotions and particularly how our body uh, get stressed out during the day. So we know that stress kills our brain cells. We know that stress creates brain fog, which affects our ability to get stuff done and feel really present and calm and everything in our life. And it creates a very toxic environment in our body. And with everything going on in our world right now, there is so much negativity available for us to consume if we let ourselves. And there is a ton of judgment. There is a ton of hate. There is so much going online. And we are, here we are, just trying to build our businesses and, you know, be present with our family and get through right now. And, you know, we're emailing and responding to messages and posting on social and we're coaching and on Zoom calls or we're creating products or we're talking to customers. And because so many of our businesses have an online component, if they're not fully online, we have to be on social media. And we don't have the opportunity to shut it off the same way we would if we were not online. Like, I always have this dream in my brain that, like, I would be a complete... Uh, social media recluse, meaning I would love the idea of just not even having Instagram on my phone or Facebook or any type of social media at all. But with the nature of my business, that just doesn't work. So we have to find a happy medium of making sure that we aren't triggered by what is going on in the world around us and particularly the online space. So If you look at the actual word trigger, 
It's something that affects your emotional state often pretty significantly. And if we're talking about negative triggers, it can cause extreme overwhelm. You know what I'm talking about. When you see something or you read something and you just feel your body flare right up, right? And you go into fight or flight mode. Maybe you get like that tightness in your throat or your chest tightens up and your breathing quickens and your heart rate goes and your palms start getting sweaty. That kind of like panic response that you get when something um, negative crosses your feed or your, you know, your email, your inbox, and it creates that distress. And the worst thing about it is it really prevents us from making good decisions and having logical thought, and we can no longer remain calm or present. And it does start influencing our behavior. So like we've all been in this situation where you get an email that's not very nice and you go to respond to it right away. And it's, it's always just best to let that emotional state pass before we hit send. I mean, we've all been guilty of sending a message that we're probably like, Ooh, I probably should have waited till I calmed down and wasn't so triggered. Right. And I mean, in today's climate, it can be so easy to be triggered if you're not watching for it. But I want to break down this word because I also think there's two ways you can look at being triggered, right? There's what I call unconscious triggers and there are conscious triggers. So unconscious triggers are, it's kind of like that visceral gut reaction that you get. Like for example, if you hear bad news about a family member or they're injured or they're hurt or somebody leaves a very negative comment under one of your social media posts, your body just reacts, right? It's that emotion that comes up and you get that trigger of fight or flight response. So that's what I call unconscious. It literally is just an instantaneous response that happens to something your brain perceives as negative. Now, the other type of trigger is an conscious trigger. So a conscious trigger is when nothing specific happens, but we trigger ourselves. I'm so guilty of this sometimes, and that is why I'm doing this episode today on happiness triggers. So I promise we're going to get to the happiness triggers in just a sec. But when we're talking about those conscious triggers and we're triggering ourselves, I'd like to give you an example so you know what I'm talking about. So Let's say that you're at work and then all of a sudden something pops into your head and you were thinking about something you were angry about yesterday or something that's going on in your life or something that's emotionally charged, right? And you start actively thinking about it and you you then start going over all the things you were thinking before and the reasons why it's not fair and why they shouldn't be doing this and why this is not, you know, just or right. And you start almost going down this spiral of thinking and it creates that fight or flight in your body. It's like thinking and analyzing a scenario that happened in the past, but you're doing it with your brain. And that thinking is creating the panic or fight or flight. So the difference with unconscious is it's something that like you're instantly triggered by something you see that comes across or something you hear or are told. Whereas conscious is you start thinking about something and then follow it down the rabbit hole so that it turns into that fight or flight response by using the words in your head or the sentences you're telling yourself, right? And I know I've been consciously and unconsciously triggered more than once over the last couple of months with the current political and the pandemic landscape right now. And on top of all the pressures of, you know, being a mom and a wife and having to deal with all the things that come up as a business owner and the growth and everything like that. And for me, I mean, I'm not afraid to admit that I end up going down that rabbit hole sometimes too. I think we all do. And I don't think anyone is, um, you know free of ever doing that. But about a month ago, I actually had someone that was close to me put up an Instagram story. And uh, it was, in my opinion, very ignorant and negative and very hurtful on an issue that, you know, was sensitive to me at the time. We all have different issues we're sensitive to at different times, but it really unconsciously triggered me. And 
I have found myself after that happened, I was creating more of it and creating that conscious trigger by going in, oh, we all do this, reading comments on comment threads. And we go there to have our opinions validated in the comments, but we also see just as many opposing opinions, which further triggers us. And in that day specifically, I lost an entire day of work to this, um, not only because I spent time off track following down the rabbit hole of comments and posts and stuff like that, not really engaging with it, but just reading it. And I found that I had such intense brain fog and emotional exhaustion the rest of the day that I it was just a write-off and I was like, ah, I totally didn't mean to lose a day of work to that. But this happens to us sometimes, whether it's family issues or personal or social media. And I know right now what you're probably really good at, and I know what I could do is easily list off all of the things that make us angry that trigger us, the things that we know are our hot buttons that can make us go from one to 10. I can do that. So you probably can too. So I was thinking if we can consciously think of all of those intense negative things, we can consciously trigger an emotional negative state. What if we could consciously trigger an intense positive emotional state? I mean, isn't that all what we need a bit more of right now? A way to feel better, a way to, you know, be able to introduce something into our life that makes us feel the way we want to feel and be doing it on purpose. So that's why I came up with this topic of happiness triggers. I just love even the sound of that, right? And it is a strategy that I think would be wonderful for you, not only to help pull you out of the low days, like when you're just not feeling it, your vibe isn't right. Or, you know, those days that you do get triggered and you're like, whoa, whoa, what is going on here? I just don't have time and nor do I want to be going down this rabbit hole. And it can bring a little extra joy in your life. So what is a happiness trigger then? Well, it's something that affects your positive emotional state pretty significantly. It causes pleasure and well-being and calm and peace and presence. And I know everyone has different words that they really resonate with and enjoy feeling. But for me... Oh, I don't know. I gravitate to that word calm and it's not, it's a feeling that I get. Like I just feel like my body exhales and I can feel the tension that's usually in my stomach release. And because I've always dealt with anxiety, I feel the pressure in my chest release and I can feel my throat relax and I can feel my jaws relax and it just feels like everything is okay. And I love that. It brings you to the moment. I feel like my mind is clear and it puts all of the problems we have in perspective. And this is called a parasympathetic nervous system response, right? We have two branches of our nervous system. One of them is responsible for fight or flight and the other one is responsible for rest and digest. Well, the parasympathetic system is all about ah, the exhale, the rest, the digestion, right? Our heart rate goes down, our blood pressure goes down. So My goal for you is to really understand that feeling that the happiness trigger is going to cause. Now, take a bit of time to think about it if you want, but everyone usually has their own word. Why? What is your favorite thing to feel? You know, that really brings presence and peace or calm. What is it? Because I want you to as easily be able to identify your positive triggers as your negative triggers. And ideally, I'd like you to be able to identify 10 
positive triggers by the time we are done this episode because I want you just thinking and brainstorming and ruminating and I'm going to be giving you my top 10 so that maybe it could spark a little bit of curiosity or, oh, I love when I hear a good idea that someone else has and I'm like, ooh, I like that too. And maybe this is something that you can do right now or as soon as you get home or as soon as you get off your next client call and really start implementing it into your life. Now I'm going to give you a fun goal, okay? I want you to try to implement at least one of either my or your happiness triggers every single day. When I was making this list that I have, uh, that I'm going to take you through right now of my top 11 happiness triggers, I probably have implemented at least six of these in the last week. And some of them are ones that actually, while I was creating this list, I was like, oh, I love doing that, but I haven't done that in a while. So there's definitely going to be some of these that I'm going to be adding in and resources that you can pick up, things you can try, and I hope you love it. So one of my favorite happiness triggers, oh, it's crawling into bed at the end of a day and your sheets are clean and your pajamas are clean, maybe you just had a shower and you're cozying up in your sheets, you know, you're pulling it out of the side of the bed because it's tucked in and you're getting all in there and your sheets are clean and you're ready for a really good night's sleep and you reach over to your bedside table and open a really good book. Now, I, you know me, I love to read fiction before bed. I've been really into reading romance and I'm not talking like Daniel Steele, like traditional romance. I'm talking like if a Kate Hudson rom-com movie could be made into a book, that's what I'm into right now. I just find that it relaxes my brain. I fall asleep really quickly. It just gives me good feelings. I don't think about work. I don't think about anything stressful. They're all just predictable and easy. And that's what I'm really loving right now. If you're looking for some fun book recommendations on this, just hit me up on Instagram at Tanessa Shears and I can give you them. I really love talking about books. I actually have an account on Goodreads. If you haven't heard of Goodreads, it is a website that you can track. Okay, this is going to get nerdy. You can track all of the books that you read and you rate them after. So if you see something that I read that was a three, it was like, it was good. It was just good. Four was great. Five is like, everyone needs to hear about it. That's my rating system on my books. But you can see every book I've ever read in the last like 15 years, um, what I have on my to reading list, which I believe is like over 200 books right now. There's really no way I'm going to get through it because I keep adding to it. But you can add friends on there. It's it's a wonderful and the best thing I love about this is it looks at the books that you've been reading lately and it actually offers you recommendations on other authors and books you it thinks you would like based on what you're reading. And that's often how I like to try and find new authors is I just go on Goodreads and I'm like, "Hey, what do you recommend based on the books that I've been reading?" And it'll say, "You know, based on what you're reading right now, you might really like this." And I love that. And another really fun thing I like doing with reading and I think it's just you know, one of those aspects where I can release a little control is I like to pick a book up from the library or if I go and buy it and I just like to start reading it without knowing anything about what the book is about. Like, I don't know what the topic is. I don't know what the characters are about. I don't know what the premise is. Like, you know that, um, like, uh, what do they call it? The flap inside the book? 
where they write out like, oh, here's this, here's this, here's why you should read this. This is going to be interesting. Here's what's going to happen. I don't read that. I just like the whole book to be a mystery. I don't want to know anything. I want it to be like a movie that I've never seen and I'm just there for the ride. I love that. It also lets me be less prejudiced about books because I just want to read all kinds of stuff. So anyways, that feeling of crawling into bed with a rom-com style book and it's clean sheets and I feel clean. Oh, so good. Such a happiness trigger for me. I hope you got all the vibes on that because I really feel those when I, when I'm in that moment. All right. Number two, happiness trigger for me is music. Now I have different moods almost for what kind of music I like to be triggered by, but there are three general categories that I go to, to change my mood. Number one, I love piano jazz music like oh oh my gosh a good piano jazz music I like it when it's like early in the morning or you know when I'm working in my office because I feel like it makes me feel fancy or just makes me feel a little more bougie than I am I mean right now I'm post-workout sweaty in a sweatshirt and I'm still in my workout shorts sitting recording this podcast for you here oh but if I could pair this with music, oh, it just makes me feel a little fancier. And I just love to be at work and love to feel that when I'm in the environment. So piano jazz music is great. It really calms me down, especially um, if it's like a cozy day and there's rain in the back of the soundtrack. Oh, so good. Um, So that's number one category. The second category is a type of like I guess you could call it like EDM music, but the specific artist playlist I like to put on is called Elenium. So I don't know what it is about his music, but it's, um, yeah, it's electronic dance music, but it's chill. It's got a female vocal to it. It just is, it's, if I ever have like a consultation call with a new client, or if I'm getting prepped to go on a masterclass, I will put on the song Feel Good by Elenium, and I will blast it. And it is so good, and it just makes me feel like you have to go download that song to get the feels for it, but it's such a good one. And that's often the song, too. Like, if I ever go swimming and we'll be doing, you know, laps in the pool, I'll be singing that song in my head all the time while I'm swimming. I love it. Um, And the last one, don't laugh, I love putting on the Justin Bieber album, Justice. I don't know what it is. It is such a vibe. It is such a mood. I just feel good. I love the music on it. I love the tone Justin Bieber has taken with his recent album. That is such a mood. And I always notice that as soon as I put that album on, I calm right down. And I love that feeling. So you probably have different mood music, but if you're looking to borrow some of mine, you got some piano jazz music. You have a a playlist with Elenium. And if you're wondering how to spell that, it's I-L-L. E-N-I-U-M, and the Justin Bieber album because it's good and I love it. All right, happiness trigger number three. Sitting in the sunshine with no phone in my hand and I'm not working or thinking about work. I am just sitting. Particularly, I love sunrise. I like taking a moment on any clear day where I can see the sun coming up and walking over to my window and at least just appreciating the colors or that the sun is rising. Like I love to look out the window and tell my husband all the time, Flynn, Flynn, look at the sunrise. It's so pretty. Come look at it. And he always is like, oh yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, it's beautiful. Look at the colors this morning. It's orange and it's yellow and it's pink and it's so beautiful. So that's one of the things I really love. But I mean, if it's in the middle of the day, I just really like going and sitting out there and feeling the sun rays on my skin. Because we've talked about it before on the podcast, but sun on your skin actually activates vitamin D. And it's one of the best things you can do for not only your mood, 
but your immunity. So while you don't want to be sitting there all day and turning into a red lobster with a sunburn, there is an amount of time that you do want to expose your skin to the sun, if possible, every single day without sunscreen on. And I know I live in Vancouver and it rains a lot, so it's not all the time. So I definitely make sure on the beautiful sunny mornings like today to get out there and just sit and feel and be, even if it's two minutes, just taking that time is such a happiness trigger for me. Trigger number four, cinnamon chai latte candles. Yes. I had a client one time who for a Christmas gift gave me a um, Bath and Body Works cinnamon chai latte candle. And I, fun fact about me, I hate cinnamon and I can't stand it. But for some reason, this candle is like the best thing ever. Like literally while I was writing the notes for this podcast episode, I was like, oh, Oh my God, that candle. That's what I love. And I, it's burning right now. And my, my office smells absolutely beautiful right now. But it's it's not only just candles that you could use for this, but think of scents. Like, do you really like hand lotions? Do you really like certain um, room diffuser smells? Like the things you could put in the, um, like, yeah, in your diffusers, little oils and stuff like that. Are there different ways that you can use scent to really just make you feel good? So for me, anytime I put that cinnamon chai latte candle on, it goes really well with the piano jazz music to be kind. It's a total vibe. I hope you're getting the kind of person I am right now. I'm just like that nerdy, like, oh, put me in a bookstore kind of girl. But these are all things that make me really happy. All right. Number five, a clean house. Oh, I love a clean house. I love a clean house. I'm one of those people that like I really enjoy cleaning. And I'm not talking about scrubbing bathrooms and stuff like that. I mean, I'm talking about the kind of tidying and cleaning that just makes a space look good. Like at the end of the day of a workday, clearing off my desk so it looks professional and good in there and everything's put away in its place. Like I love organization. I love the fact that I never lose anything because there's one place for everything, right? So a clean house. And it's not the act of cleaning per se, but it's that moment, for example, when I'm cleaning the kitchen and I put all the dishes away, I've swept the floor, I've wiped the counters, and it's that moment when you go, it's done. And I'm going to give you a fun fact. You know, uh, the makers of Febreze. So Febreze is that air freshener that you, you know, you see on the commercials on TV, them spraying the room after they're done cleaning it. That was actually one of their biggest marketing tactics was using that trigger of, ah, I'm done cleaning and pairing it with that scent as that scent being a reward for having a clean room. I totally fell into that. I don't use Febreze, but I know that kind of feeling of, ah, it's clean. It looks so good in here. I love it. So a tidy room, making my bed, um, putting away the laundry, anything that just makes a space look fresh and clean. Because I often find that the more stuff you have visually in your space, the more mental clutter you will feel. Like if I look at my kitchen and there's dishes everywhere, I notice that my body feels a little more tense, a little more anxious. My brain is thinking a little faster as opposed to the days that it's clean. I notice my brain runs a little slower. Now, I also have a business that I'm running and I refuse to do dishes while I am at work because that's just not something that I choose to do during my day. I might throw in a load of laundry here and there, but I also have a toddler. So my house is not clean all the time. I will tell you that, but I do my best and the days that it is clean, it is definitely a happiness trigger for me. Happiness trigger number six is going to be that moment when your heart rate picks up in a workout. 
Meaning like you've gotten past the hard part of getting your clothes on or going to the gym and getting the warm up done and you just reach that moment where you notice your adrenaline starts to pick up and your heart rate starts to pick up in a workout and you're like, oh, I'm so glad I did this. You know that moment where that, that is, uh, it's, I had it this morning actually because I could tell you getting on my spin bike this morning at 6 a.m. was a bit of a task. I will tell you that, but I tell you by about 6.03, I was like, Oh, good choice, Nessa. That was a really good choice. I am very proud of you this morning. And that moment, I love that. That's a happiness trigger for me. And when you're just so thankful to yourself for doing it, um, that moment is almost as good as that moment when you finish and you feel on top of the world and you feel really creative. And that's specifically why I did this episode after a workout today, because I wanted to be in a good mood. I wanted to feel awake and alive and healthy before I jumped into my business because I know it makes a difference in the quality of the content that you get to listen to. And it matters to me that my quality of content is good. So I'm going to get a happiness trigger going while I prepare content for you. So one of those was to get my workout done. And you probably know what I'm talking about. It's those moments where you're just like, oh, this feels really good. I love moving my body. The endorphins are going like, you know what I'm talking. I don't need to belabor this one. A workout period is happiness trigger number six. Happiness trigger number seven. I really love the feeling of awe that I get when I walk in nature. And I talked a little bit about this on the episode I did on forest bathing, which was episode number 40. And it's a scientific thing where the feeling of awe of kind of perceiving the magnitude of the world and how big the universe is and how just small we are and how beautiful nature is. Like, I love that feeling. Um, When I go for walks, specifically at the park, like I love all kinds of walks. I think they do wonderful things for our brains and our souls and our hearts and everything like that. But I particularly love walking in nature. So we have a huge park right near our house. And if there is a loop, you can walk in it. That's 4.4 kilometers. And I love it. There is a park at the halfway point for my daughter to play at. And I go walk in there and we saw an owl the other day. And I've never seen an owl that wasn't like at, yeah, like a zoo or something like that in my entire life. And I just remember staring at it being like, that is so cool looking. Or, you know, just the way, just the way moss grows on certain sides of the tree and it hangs. I just find being in nature so beautiful. And that feeling of awe combined with the feel-good effects of moving are just something that make me feel so good. Now, having said that, I am also on the hunt for a very good set of rain boots this winter because... I need some. If we're going to be walking all the time in the winter, I can't have running shoes. It rains way too much here in Vancouver. So I'm on the hunt for a good set of rain boots. If you have any recommendations, tell me on Instagram. I'm kind of looking for some hunter boots right now, but uh, we will see what I end up finding. Number eight, happiness trigger. There's this moment when I come down from working in my office or when my husband brings my daughter home from my mom's house where she stays sometimes during the week while I work. And I always go up and I kneel down and I open my arms really wide and I look at my daughter and I'm like, Hannah, hi. And she just, her face lights up and she runs towards me as fast as she can and she gives me a hug and says, mama. And she's 19 months old right now. And it is just the cutest thing. And that before I was a mom, I've never experienced that before, but there's nothing more exciting than seeing the joy on my daughter's face when she is just like, 
that's my mom. I'm so excited. And I imagine people that have dogs probably feel this as well. I've never had a dog, but that feeling of having someone be so excited to see you and then you get to hug them. Like that's a really good feeling. Um, So that definitely had to go on there because that was something that is a definite happiness trigger for me. And so I try to do it all the time. Like even if I just walk out of the room, I'll walk back in and I'll be like, oh my gosh, hug. And she'll run over and give me a hug. I just try to have as many of those moments as I can throughout the day. It's so much fun. Number nine is actually a happiness trigger that I found during my last spiral. So you remember the one I was telling you about at the beginning of the episode where, you know, someone I was close with put something that I found was really judgmental online and I got triggered. I actually found this YouTube channel during that spiral and oh my gosh, it is such a go-to for me. It is called Her 86 Meters Squared. So her channel is Her and then 86M2. And it is about a Vietnamese family and it is a, a man and a woman and their little girl named Alexia. And they are living in Germany. And the videos are the most beautiful cinematography I have ever seen. And my husband is a wedding videographer, so we very much appreciate visual and everything like that, but it's often set to piano music. And the visuals are beautiful. And the first episode I found of hers was about her garden balcony. And this was back in the summer when I was really trying to get inspired to find, you know, a hobby. And this is actually what triggered my whole garden excitement, you know, wanting to grow a garden and watch things grow and plant things. And that's actually what I did this summer. I have a massive garden box. I'm going to say that the only thing that's doing stellar right now are the carrots and the spinach. So I'm going to have to up my garden skills for next year. But this channel... I don't know what it is. Her videos are only 10 minutes long. There are no words in them, but there are subtitles. So she has Vietnamese subtitles that you can translate into English, but you don't even need to read them. It's just the most calming thing. I don't know what it is. I've sent it to a client and I was like, look at this. And she was like, this is so calming. So I would recommend if, you know how we like to go onto YouTube to like zone out or to buffer or to just kind of escape and have some me time, if you are feeling rather triggered and if you are feeling tense in, you know, we talked about the beginning of the episode, if you're finding that, you know, your neck or your chest or jaws or something are feeling a little triggered, I would love for you to actually check this YouTube channel out. She's got a massive following. She only started over a year ago. She's got like, last time I checked, like 700,000 followers or something, but you have never seen such beauty, peace and calm in one video. Oh my gosh, I just melt thinking about how good it is. You have to go check it out. Uh, Number 10 of my happiness triggers is, it's a feeling I get when I cuddle up to learn. So I want you to think about this, like I'm cuddled, there's a corner of my couch where I have a chaise, meaning it comes out a little longer so I can extend my legs. I have a really big fluffy blanket and it's a cooler day. So the blanket is exactly what you want right now. And I'm all curled up. I've got my coffee in my hand and I'm all cozy and I'm ready to learn. That is one of my favorite feelings in the whole world. And learning in the way that gets your whole body excited. I mean, there's probably a topic to you that you love learning about that just like my soul lights up. For me, it's obviously biohacking. That's a really huge one. And the other one is business. Like I love curling up with a business book or a course I have rolled in or a coaching program I am a part of. Like right now, I just hired a brand new coach, uh, I would say about two weeks ago now, and 
she was doing a program and I was so excited to just learn and take notes and soak it up and be in the vibe of the course and feel good and it's just it lights my soul on fire to learn and I know not everyone is like this but for me learning is essentially it it just fuels my soul I am one of those people like I don't know if you've ever heard of Tony Robbins um, six fundamental human needs well growth is my number one and that is I think what always inspires me to keep learning and sharing with you guys and everything like that is I just literally cannot stop it might even be a problem but I'm okay with that kind of problem so that feeling of being under the blanket and having my notebook and maybe my laptop's there or maybe it's a good book and I'm just ready to be, have my soul filled up with goodness, with new. I love that feeling and it will pull me out of a negative spiral anytime. So you know what's interesting? I actually finished this list with 10 and I was like, yep, 10, I'm going to do 10 happiness triggers, but... I'm recording this now at 8.08 in the morning and I've been recording for about half an hour now. So my husband came in uh, just before I started recording because he was going to leave for work and he came in and gave me a hug. And because my brain is very much geared in on happiness triggers now and I felt that hug. I was like, oh, this needs to be added as number 11, hugging. Hugging is such a great way to, you know, produce oxytocin and boost serotonin and all those feel-good neurotransmitters that just make you feel happy. And I really leaned into that hug and I was like, this is this is great. This makes me feel so happy. Like think of hugging someone that you love so much or that you're really excited to see. Like hugging for me it got I was like this needs to get spot number 11 I know I said 10 but it needs to get spot number 11 on my list of happiness triggers because it really just I can feel myself melt I know it happened last night too because yesterday yesterday was a tired day and I felt at the end of the day my husband came in he gave me a hug and I just melted and I love that feeling of just melting it's so good it's so good So there you have it those are my 11 ways that I consciously trigger happiness. I make a choice to feel calm, to feel happy, to feel fulfilled. And I make sure that I am doing that on purpose because if we let ourselves always be reactive and responsive to what's going on in our life and what's going on on social media, it gets so easy to drown in all of the negativity and everything like that. So we have to consciously even if we don't feel like it, even if we feel like we're in the worst place in the world, make tiny moments to trigger your own well-being. I cannot stress this enough. I see so many entrepreneurs who work so hard to create this lifestyle that they want instead of living that lifestyle while they create their business. And this is actually what I help my clients do. So if you need help spending more time being a human being and not just a human doing, and we want to do that by taking care of our health, you know, so that we can feel really present. We want to work on our sleep and we want to start eating better. And we really want to start working out. And we're so tired of just living in fight or flight and work, work, work all the time. We know we need a bit more balance. I would love to invite you to click the link in the description. It's at tanessashears.com forward slash call. And we can book in a consultation call and I can, you know, show you exactly where you're struggling and how I can help you fix that. And we can work together one-on-one to have you being that perfect balance, finding your sweet spot between doing and being. All right. I hope you guys have a lovely week. Don't forget to reach out to me on Instagram and tell me your happiness triggers. Comment on the podcast post for this episode, or, you know, just message me. I want to hear what do you love 
because everyone's are different. But I hope you found some of mine that you found inspiring and motivating and you're going to start implementing those this week. So shake off any stress that you're feeling. (sighs) Take a big exhale. You're here. Everything's okay. And have a great week. Bye. Ready to begin each day feeling energized and focused? I'd love to work with you one-on-one. In my Becoming Limitless program, you're going to learn how to optimize your brain and body with science and biohacking so you can be highly productive and grow your business faster. Join me over at tanessashears.com slash work with me. I'll see you there.